Get ready to stand on guard for the... Prohibition is over, Saskatchewan. Ask lucky bastard today how you can make Canada's ultimate Caesar, true north and strong. Featuring lucky bastard's premium dill pickle vodka, LB's famous bacon rimmer, and bacon bitters. It's not a Caesar if it's not lucky bastard. Order online or stop by 814 47th Street East. And tonight, why not mix your Caesar with some lucky bastard? There's the, there's the little sign came up. We're recording. There it is. Welcome back, everybody, to the Fantasy Hockey Hacks podcast, a proud member of the Hockey Podcast Network and the official podcast of Left Wing Lock, your number one source for fantasy hockey intelligence. I'm Devin Davidson, your host with me, as always, Bruce Gunther. And joining us for the first time, and I'm not sure how long, the man himself, Tyler Holman, sporting a duster. It's been a while. All's forgiven. You, you didn't come back for weeks, but you came back with a, with a nice mo, so we're good. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks, buddy. Uh, we got a fun episode lined up tonight. Episode 88, NHL Fantasy Preview, week number six. We actually just had a really good conversation. Uh, long story short, Tyler has no goaltending. I really have no goaltending. Uh, Bruce has some goaltending he can trade away because his team is on IR. and uh, <laughs> My team is on either hurt or on IR. I don't know. Interestingly enough, I should go 5-0 and to start an ESPN this year. So I just want to point that Who out. Cares? Really Who quick. cares? Who cares? <laughs> if it wasn't for my win in week one, I'd be going 0-5. <laughs> oh, boy. Yes. Uh, you weren't kidding, Tyler, when you said this guy Spencer's pretty intense because he's the guy I'm playing this week. He's 3-1. and one. Um, Knock on wood. Hopefully he's 3-2 and two here soon. But uh, He's good. He's good? He's good. Yeah. And he's crazy. You got to meet him. Yeah. Next time I'm up in Edmonton, we'll uh, we'll do that. Well, he's in Vancouver, but he okay. is Sideshow Bob. But he would come up. <laughs> He'd probably take I, a bus. I definitely want to meet the guy. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, I should mention this episode is brought to our listeners by Lucky Bastard Distillers. Opened in 2012 and inspired from a lottery win, Lucky Bastard Distillers is proud to be the first distillery to operate in Saskatoon since Prohibition. Home of Canada's ultimate Caesar. Mix your drink tonight with Lucky Bastard. Tyler, be sure to use promo code HockeyHacks to get 15% off your next online order. Shipping available across Canada. So that includes your buddy, Spencer, Sideshow Bob, down in Vancouver. All the way to Vancouver. All the way. And it's good stuff, too. Um, okay, you would ask about John's list. John's not here, so we're just going to take it over. And, and it's it's kind of become the hacks list in the past few weeks here because John's been pretty busy. So uh, if you haven't listened to the show before, this is just John's shit list of players past and present as well as some interesting and current topics from around the world the hockey league um tonight we're we're going with blake coleman for slew footing pierre-luc dubois tyler i absolutely hate the slew foot like one of the worst plays in hockey i so, yeah. i hate it too i also hey. hate blake coleman so i'm completely fine with this yeah yeah <laughs> that, that was the, my thinking most of the reasoning is just because he plays for calgary but um i didn't actually see that play um, but I hate it without even seeing it. So, yeah, it wasn't much of a play. They both, they both got penalties on the play because basically Dubois was hugging Coleman and Coleman wouldn't let him go. So he just took his foot out to get him off his feet. It, they didn't, it really didn't turn out too much. Did you guys, did, did you guys talk about Kane getting slew footed before he got his hand cut off? 
I'd have to. No. <laughs> I did he get slew footed? Like I kind of. Yeah, you should look at the replay. That's why he was laying on again. the ice because he got and nobody really talked about it, but he got slew footed, and that's why he was down before he got trampled. Yeah, I, I know he got tangled up. Like I didn't. I watched it once or twice. Of course, you're watching that play. You're just focused on his wrist because I just wanted to see like. It All looked so harmless too. Everywhere. Well, it just looked it looked harmless. Like it looked like he grazed his wrist, but obviously he he caught a lot more of it. And apparently, when I heard down after to, down to yeah, the bone, yeah, like that's gross. Because when I saw the play, I went, ah, you know what? He's probably going to be out like a month, maybe two. Because um, I I thought there's no way that went through all the tendons and bone like down to the bone, like. But no, he's done for four months. Like, and his and it's going to take some rehab to get him back in. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be it, – it'll probably be the same as Mikheyev. Um And when he came back, he didn't look very good. So hopefully that's not the case with him. But, I mean, I guess when your whole hand is basically not attached anymore, I don't know what to really expect <laughs> coming back. Yeah, I'd say like zero expectations for this season, which sucks because this top six looks a lot different without Kane in it. Yeah, the whole team does. The whole yeah. team does. Yeah. Uh, since we're on that topic, I, I I really want to be patient with Jack Campbell, but he has been absolutely horrendous. It's terrifying. It's <laughs> terrifying. I did have a good game against Tampa. <laughs> yeah. But that's the outlier at this point. The, <laughs> I know. Like when you average, I don't know what it even is now, like four and a half goals a game Basically, at least. Yeah. yeah. I don't know the last goalie that was – a $5 million starting goalie to average that. Yeah. We're at the start of the season where whatever it is, 15 or so games in. Um, but that's, that's really bad. That's really, really bad. The comparisons where guys at the start of the season were like, Oh, crap fear, you know, don't let the next one in. But he's only been like that because Edmonton can actually score goals. If they couldn't, like they'd be blown out in every single game he started. Yeah. Every single one. And they haven't played great in front of him. But I mean there's a couple that have gone right through his glove. Um rebound control is horrendous. Yeah. And that is the type of goalie that he is. Like he'll give up those rebounds, but he's athletic enough to stretch across and save the next one. But he's not doing that right now. So, and it's the exact opposite with Skinner. Like, Skinner is just big and positional. And Campbell is not that, and it's not working for him right now. No. I I didn't actually listen to it, but I saw from another podcast, they're talking about Mike McKenna from Daily Faceoff, and he was talking about what you were just describing with Jack. It's just he's not, he's not getting set. He's kind of sliding all over the ice, and the rebound control, like you said, is an issue. And he's, he's kind of depending on athleticism, but it's not, it's not working for him. So, Yeah, and I know lots of people are saying that like the team isn't playing well in front of him, and they aren't. But he's also leaving rebounds where NHL goalies don't leave rebounds. So it's not completely on the decor because um, you can clear people out, but if you're putting a rebound right back into the slot, it, it really doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, where Skinner is actually soaking him up. And not leaving those out there. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of Skinner. I've got him in two leagues right now. I think he's been fantastic. 
I, he just he needs to be their starter until Campbell can kind of figure it out. I think they got to work with him a bit on on some fundamentals. I'm I'm not a goalie expert here, but like he needs some work before he goes back in, or be selective with his matchups. Great mustache too, for Skinner. Yes, <laughs> great mustache. A, a plus mustache. Like I I don't think I've seen a better one for quite some time. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Uh, okay, now that we're well off topic here. Uh, <laughs> Good chat. That was good. I loved it. Um, let's get into fantasy lock of the week presented by left wing lock. I went with Miko Ranton in this week, center right wing eligible, 100% rostered. He's third in NHL scoring right now with 23 points, 10 goals in 13 games played. He had seven points and three goals, three power play points, six shots on goal, plus four, 90% power play share over 21 minutes time on ice in just two games played this week. Uh, I've got him in one league. He's been nothing short of phenomenal for, for the abs this year. It's a good thing too with Landis out for they yep. they need it, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Although I, I wish the, the Avalanche no success whatsoever this season. Um, <laughs> no. Not a fan. Not a fan, gotta be no. honest. No. Uh okay. Well that kind of leads us to headlines with the hacks, Bruce, November seventh through the thirteenth. You got some some juicy headlines for us or what? Oh, we got some headlines. It's mostly injury news. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. So I broke it down into good news, bad news, and things you should follow. No, Tyler, it's not the ad read. You don't leave yet. Oh, there he goes, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm back. Still here. All right, we'll start the the headlines with the uh, injury news, the bad. Uh, Mackenzie Blackwood was diagnosed with an MCL sprain. He will be out of action for the next four to six weeks. Uh, and then did, didn't Vanacek, uh he got dinged up not, not long after. Yes, he's, uh, yeah, he's down here, but yeah, he was, he was dinged up later on, but he's, uh, he's traveling with the team on their road trip. So sounds like he may play on the road trip as well. So I think they're just being cautious there more than anything. Cause, uh, with Blackwood being out so long, the young guy they brought up is, did pretty good in relief and did well in the next game. So they might just let him rest for a bit he's going to see lots of work. And Vanacek has been fantastic too, by the way. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. That's why I grabbed him. (laughs) He just beat me to it. Uh, Speaking of goalies, Chicago Blackhawks placed goalie Alex Stalock on IR on Monday with an upper body injury. Sounded like that's a concussion. He got whacked. Pretty hard too, actually. I remember seeing that play. From what it sounded like, yeah. Yeah. They look like it hurt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Valerie Nishuskin of the Colorado Avalanche had surgery on his ankle. He is going to be out for approximately a month. Which he Ty- was there. Tyler, for- sorry to cut you off, Bruce. You, I ha- like, I haven't had a chance to actually bug you about Nishushkin, but Good I start. know you hate Good his start. contract. But- Good start. Good start. Whatever. <laughs> it's going to look terrible in three years. Okay. Okay. What's it going to? Okay. Okay. I believe you. Speaking of Colorado, uh, Bowen Byram is currently out week to week with a lower body injury. This kid just can't catch a break. If it's not a concussion, it's something else. Uh, Sam Girard of the Avalanche is also day to day with a lower body injury. They haven't disclosed what the particular lower body injury is, but they're missing a couple of defensemen now. Uh, 
Tio Teravainen left Thursday night's game against the Oilers with an upper body injury. He was placed on IR on Saturday. Uh, Frederick Anderson was placed on IR on Friday with an undisclosed injury. He was injured in practice. Although he is eligible to return tomorrow. So let's wait and see what happens there. Zakarensky left Thursday night's game with uh, against the Flyers with an upper body injury. Report after the game is he had a torn labrum and a separated shoulder. He is out for the season. And there goes one of the defensemen off my fantasy team. <laughs> so you're to blame, Bruce. Oh, I, I am absolutely cursed this season. Cursed. But they have Jake Bean. They're going to be just fine. They do. He's actually in our waiver wire ads because uh, I think he had two assists in his first game without Wierenski, so... Yeah, and it was yeah. all downhill from there. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, I don't think that's... I mean, that's uh, good. Short term. Very, short term. very, very short term. Yeah. He's not the yeah. answer, but I mean, as a short term man, I, I like it. Yeah. Oh. As we alluded to earlier in the podcast, Evander Kane will be out of the Edmonton Oilers lineup for the next three to four months as he recovers from a cut to his arm. I just want to say, too, on that topic... Uh, I, I have no ill will towards Pat Maroon on that play. Like I had a couple people tweet me and say like, he should be on John's list. You know what? In no way was that intentional from what I could see. Um, I actually really like, I, I like Pat Maroon when he was in Edmonton. Like, I, I don't think he's that kind of guy, even if he at a high speed could, could think to do that, but um, total, total freak accident. I don't think he realized until after he had skated over his arm that it was actually an arm. Well, and then if you watch the replay, as soon as he saw it, he was trying to wave down somebody to help out Kane, yeah. too. Like, he, he obviously knew what happened, so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look, another defenseman off my fantasy team. Thomas, Thomas Shabbat left Saturday night's game versus the Flyers after being hit behind into the boards. Just he has been placed on IR with a concussion. <laughs> Should have just accepted the trade. That wouldn't be your problem anymore. <laughs> I'll send it again and see what happens. Okay. Right, right. <laughs> but include a different forward this time. Ah, okay. All right. Like a guy named Robertson. Uh, that's oh, not boy. happening. There's no <laughs> hope in hell. I could even be teased into a two-for-one if it was included. The guy named Robertson was in the trade. Yeah, hmm. Bruce hates two-for-ones, but I think you could probably swing that deal. Wow. Well, yeah. I'm going to look at it. I'm going to look at it. I mean, he's scored in how many in a row now? I think he scored in every game. <laughs> yeah, so. He's pretty good. He might a, be tough. He's pretty good. Might be, might tough, be tough. He's a pretty good player. Uh, the last bit of one here in the ugly part of this newscast is Philip Grubauer has now been placed on long-term injured reserve by the Seattle Kraken. Which is great for my Martin Jones stocks. Mine too. Yuck. Mine too. <laughs> <laughs> Jones has been good. Knock on wood. Hopefully he keeps it up. Yes, absolutely. Now for the good injury news. Uh, Josh Norris received some good news. He will not need surgery on his injured shoulder after consulting five doctors and two specialists. Although there is still no timetable for his return. Uh, Charlie McAvoy returned to the Bruins lineup on Thursday. He had been out of the lineup since, well, since the offseason. He hasn't been in the lineup yet. After having off-season off season shoulder surgery. Say that fast four times. Did he score in his first game? 
I believe he did. Um, is, he, John, is he a top 10 defenseman for you guys in fantasy? Yeah. Or, I would say just out, of, just out of the top 10, I would I say. I think he had 56 points last year or something like that. 56 points, yeah, 10 goals. And Spencer snagged him literally right before I was going to take him and put stash him. <laughs> bastard got him. Uh, speaking of top defensemen, John Carlson returned to the Capitals lineup on Friday. He re- registered an assist in his return. Yep, I like that. Also, Aaron Ekblad was activated by the Florida Panther- Panthers for Saturday's game versus the Oilers. Didn't, Didn't help matter. the Panthers much. They lost. Didn't matter. Didn't matter. Well, Skinner was so good. He was 40 saves. That was a good, was I a good sat for him. I sat Sam Bennett. Hmm. Two goals. Fuck me, hmm. right? Hmm. <laughs> what is he? He doesn't have that many this year. I think he's got three or four. Right? He's, uh, I'll look his numbers up here. Because he, he finally, like, he was a guy who was going, man, should I just drop this guy? But, um, yep, two now here. I'll pull it up. Five, five goals, five assists in 15 games. But his shot volume is, is absurd. Like, he's at almost four shots a game right now. Sounds like the I've got Sam Reinhardt and I'm a similar boat except Reinhardt doesn't have that many points. Yeah. He's having a real tough goal this year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think both Bennett and Reinhardt miss Huberto badly. Mm-hmm. Huber- been good though. Yes. I think Huberto misses both Bennett and Reinhardt right now too. <laughs> and that's okay. Uh, oh. Uh, last bit of news here in the ugly is Chicago Blackhawks activated goalie Peter Morazic from IR. He returned to their lineup on Thursday night. A uh, couple injuries to watch this week. Uh, as we alluded to earlier, uh, Vitek Vanacek left Thursday night's game versus the Flames with an undisclosed injury. Uh, he is traveling with the team on their current road trip. They are expecting him to play at some point during the road trip. Uh, another note of Jonathan Huberto, he missed all of the Flames games this week with an inju- upper body injury, even though he had a boot on of some kind. Uh, reports are he, he was... could return to the lineup on Monday. I thought he was taking a shit, and that was it. <laughs> that's, well, that's one big dump, that's for sure. Uh, oh, and a couple of non-injury notes. Uh, we were talking about... Uh, Mitch Marner playing defense while Jeff Carter said, hold my beer and went out there for 47 seconds and played defense. And it was a pretty good 47 second shift for, for Carter on defense. Didn't look out of place and made a couple of nice plays from what I understand. That's not easy to do. I've had to do it in beer league and it's hard. Yeah. I only match what it's like in the NHL. <laughs> yeah. well, I did it and I played well, when I played ball hockey for a few seasons, I played wing, and then one night we were we had two defensemen, so someone had to go back and play defense. Sure, I'll do it. Fuck, I wanted back on wing as quickly as I could because that <laughs> it does not. It's not easy, and it's not fun. It's no. not no. going back for the puck is probably the hardest thing because you're just waiting to either get like hit, tripped, something, yeah. and you're oh. flying into the boards as fast as you can to to get the puck. Yeah. With your back turned. Yeah. And when you play forward, you're doing the exact opposite. So yeah. it's probably the hardest part. I was pretty happy there was no, there's no body contact in my in that, in that ball hockey league. So I was oh, pretty yeah. happy because I wasn't looking forward to it. Although there is still lots of contact. Lots. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Only other note I've got on here is uh, my buddy Mr. Kaprizov was uh, fined $5,000 by the Department of Player Safety for uh, high-sticking Drew Doughty in the teeth. <laughs> my my note here, if this would have been, would this have been suspension for other players, say someone like Marchand or anybody not named Kaprizov, basically? like Absolutely would have. I, I don't know, he, was that, he pretty much fed him a stick. Like, I'm so, I don't know how many teeth Doughty has left after that. Like, that was... That good for him. Gotta the NHL. Just, gotta make yourself some room on the ice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, his, that, that, that's Doughty's a fair mouth. point. Yeah, as a smaller guy, you gotta make some room for yourself. But the NHL doesn't seem like they're in a big hurry to hand out a bunch of suspensions this year. There's been no, a couple it's... plays where it's like, really, that guy got one game or that guy got fined? Like, why, you know... Um, anyway. It's like uh, it's like Coleman Slewfoot. It's like you're nitpicking the small stuff there because Dubois was hugging him like it was a freaking hugging contest. That was he wasn't going to get hurt because he landed on Coleman for crying out loud. So yeah, like, but yeah. Um. Okay, so that does it for news, Bruce. I wanted to go back yeah. to Huberto quickly though. Yeah, he's on pace for 45 points right now through 11 games. I know. Uh, what is it? Ten point five? Ten point five million? Ugh. Yeah. Well spent. Well yeah. spent. I mean, okay, his, he's shooting at five percent right now, so that's going to change. But he's also he's only sh- he's shooting less than two a game. His he's he's also playing seven minutes less a, less a game than he's used to playing too. He's used to playing twenty plus in Florida, and he's playing fifteen to seventeen now in Calgary. Yeah. I think it's going to take time, and he'll figure it out, unfortunately, because I hate Calgary. We all know that. Yeah. But if you watch any of their games, like, some of the passes that he makes, they're incredible, they're crazy. Like, yeah. nobody would make that pass other than maybe Drysaddle. And that's not being a homer. That is, like, he is, Yeah. his passing is insane. And he can put it in spots that nobody else would even think to put it. Um, But he doesn't have the same people to put the puck in. Like, sure, Toffoli's okay. Um, Lindholm is decent. Yeah. But it's not it's not Barkov. It's not the way that Florida played. And I think that's going to take him some time to get used to. And playing yeah. for that coach is completely different than playing in Florida where nobody cares. Really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. totally different. Did, did you see that play, uh, that goal he scored? No, it was an assist, I think, where he kind of that uh... – he chipped the puck off the boards and then basically like a spinorama. Like he just spun around some guy, put the puck between his feet, and then went up ice like it was nothing. Yeah. Was that against Edmonton? I don't think it was Edmonton. Maybe it was somebody else. But yeah, it was like in one smooth motion. Like it was he all, yeah, from, it was so smooth. It was stupid. Went from standing still to chipping the puck, spinorama, and like halfway up the ice. Gone. In like two seconds. Just flying. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Like I, I appreciate that he's in Calgary and we can watch him more. Like from that perspective, like, you know, I hate Calgary, right? But just he's so good. Like to be able to actually see him play more often is actually it's a good thing for the Pacific. But yeah, they they're missing one player that could put the puck in all the time with to play with him, and that's that's kind of what they're missing because they have a bunch of like middle six guys yeah. that can score goals. Yeah, they, they don't have that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they don't have that the guy that's dangerous all the time well they they miss Goudreau and they miss Kachuk right I don't think that's a secret yeah so 
Uh, okay, let's move on to ask the hacks here. We got a few questions we got to roll through, and Tyler, just create your hair for him because you've always got uh, got some feedback. So, um, if you were going to sell Carter Hart, because this came up, uh, I think after Mike had added him to the rankings, was that last week, Bruce? And then somebody's asking yeah. questions about it. Um, if you're going to sell Carter Hart, sell high on him. Who would you target? I have Carter Hart already. This guy says Jacob Markstrom, who has not been great lately, and Eric Comrie, who also has not been great. Uh, he needs a minimum of three starts a week, wins, goals against, save percentage, and shutouts. He said, sweet, fuck all available in free agency, so I need a goalie in return. Uh, Mike had suggested Tristan Jari as a target. You buy low on Frederick Anderson or Eric Comrie, but this guy already has Eric Comrie. So <laughs> any other thoughts on goaltenders to target if you're going to try and sell, hard, sell high on Carter Hart? Stuart Skinner? Yeah, Skinner would be one. <laughs> well, just trying to think, right? Because um, like, I mean, I I do like the Tristan Jari one just as a buy low candidate. He's been not so hot lately, but part of that is I think he's got an eight forty two save percentage on the penalty kill, which, as Mike would tell us, is going to improve. And someone let it slip. If he's not a hundred percent healthy either right now, Jari is I, not. That came out. I forget which one of the tele. They what, they played the Leafs the other night, didn't they? Saturday night they played the Leafs. Uh, I think so. It came out in the post game. I'm not sure if it came from Jari himself or someone, but uh, Jari's not a hundred percent. He's he's battling. He's got an, he's battling. A, he's sounded like a couple of minor injuries. I think okay. Spencer Knight like might yeah. be a good target. Yeah. That you could probably get two for one there, um, just based off name recognition. Well, goaltending this season has just been weird. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, Spencer Knight's been it's great. Nine twenty-two save percentage. Yeah, and he's played. He started the last three games now for the Panthers. Yeah, and I don't think a lot of people, based off the last two seasons with him there where I mean they wanted Bobrovsky just based on that I think on that contract to take most of the starts but I think with the new coach there I don't think he cares and I think it's whoever's playing the best is going to keep playing and no, right, right, right now it's yeah. Spencer Knight so yeah. yeah but that'd be a good target just based on name recognition and maybe getting some value okay. yeah I like that one I'll have to try that, see if I can sell Carter. <laughs> <laughs> it would pair well with my Bobrovsky, who's not doing so hot right now. But uh, Okay, who wins this trade? Send Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Linus Allmark and receive Mika Zibanejad and Tristan Jari. And I think my answer right, like, right now who wins that trade is probably Nuge and Allmark, just based on how well Allmark is playing. But season long, I think you're in better shape with Zibanejad and Jari. I think so too. Yeah, me too. So I, I would, uh, yeah, if you have that option right now to to get Zibanejad and Jari, I I make that deal. I, I I love Nuge, Tyler. I know you do, Bruce. I know you do. Uh, he's, I actually just looked. I didn't realize he had seventeen points in sixteen games so far this year. He's Very having nice. a good year. That, he's no Mika though. No, and that I mean, you know, Zibanejad can score fifty in his sleep basically. So. And I, 
I think you're buying low on Jari right now. Yeah, and selling high on Allmark. Yeah. Yeah. So that that makes sense to me. I, I like that trade for, for listening. And, and Allmark's playing that. Yeah, he's playing well, but he's playing that much because Swayman's injured right now. Yeah. And yeah. that's not always going to be the case, so. Yeah, well, and he was he was out playing Swayman for sure. But the other thing too is Almark's going to regress here. Like I looked at his numbers, he's got like a nine forty save percentage on the penalty kill, and that's just not going to. Oh wow! Right, and and so when Swayman's back, there's going to be more of a one A one B. With Pittsburgh, you have the number one. Yeah, it's Jared been the Jed. So yeah, I mean you're going to get more. Hypothetically, you should get more starts out of that, and Zabinajad just is consistent yep. every year. All right. Uh, do you think UC Soros and the Predators will rebound, or should I try to get as much value for Soros now as I can? And I don't think they're going to be quite as bad as they've been to date, but I don't know that they're going to be a whole lot better either. Like, we all, looking at last season, we all expected the Predators to kind of come back down to earth a little bit, and they, and they have. Um, and I don't think there's much to suggest Soros is going to get a whole lot better. I'm just going to pull up the numbers here. Tyler, what do you think? Saros hasn't been good, so I think he is going to be better. I just don't know how much better. Um, I don't think the like the years that Duchesne and um, the other Johansson. Senators, yeah, Johansson had last year, even if like we all thought that they were going to be somewhere in the middle from last year and the year previous. Yeah, um, I think they're going to be a good team. I don't think that they're going to be what they were last year. I would keep Saros. And I just wouldn't even think about it. Just yeah. he, Saros is still Saros. He's just this start of the season just hasn't been great for him. And I mean, when you go overseas to start the season, it's happened know. before in previous seasons with other teams. Yeah, it screws you up. So I, I would like. I think it's going to be different. It might take till January, but I think it's worthwhile to keep him. Yeah, don't don't panic in November, right? There's a lot of hockey left to be played. Yeah. Uh, one thing, like looking at his numbers here, so his even strength save percentage right now is below 900 for the first time in his entire career. Uh, just going back three years, 927, 942, 920. Right now is at 899. So you know that's going to change. He's going to get better at even strength. Um, but what's interesting is his PK save percentage is actually at 911. So that's going to come down a bit. So it's kind of, you know, I, how much better will he be? I don't know. Can you expect 915 or 9? 918 goaltending out of them the rest of the way? Probably, but... Uh, Nashville's a, historically a good 5-on-5 five five team, so I would expect that to improve, even if his PK save percentage goes down. Yeah. I mean, you're and trading him right now, I mean, you're not going to get... You can get something, but you're not going to get what you should. Yeah, so you're I selling just don't well. see. I just don't see the point in, in moving on. I would agree. I would, I would hold on to Soros right now. All right, uh, this is for our buddy Jordan. Um, he said, am I keeping Drake Batherson? Someone dropped Lucas Raymond in my league last week. Should I do the old switcheroo? Uh, Jordan, I, I'm going to say no. I told him this earlier. I said I'd hold on to Batherson. And when I went and looked at it, I think all of his numbers were honestly better. Um, he's on pace for 76 points right now. He's shooting at just 10.3%. His career average is around 14.5%, so that's going to improve. He's actually shooting more this year at 2.8 shots on goal per game. And 
his percentage of power play has gone down a bit, but it's the same time on ice. So he's, he's still averaging over three minutes power play time on ice per game. Um, and then Raymond's, I think he's on pace for like 50 points right now. Uh, he's playing power play two. He got exposure to Dylan Larkin, which is great. But I mean, Batherson's been playing either with uh, Debrinket or with Kachuk. So Raymond, Raymond seems super streaky too. Like he can yeah. put it together in spurts. It's just not super consistent. So, yeah, I, I don't know how much further ahead you are with the the old switcheroo. I would say not at this point. Like he's out, he's up, he's on pace for forty nine points, and he's only shooting two point one shots on goal per game. Yeah, I and and almost the, exactly the same power play time on ice as as uh, Batherson. So. I'd, I'd go with Batherson, just a little more experienced. I think he's just, from a fantasy perspective right now, looks a bit better to me. But, Bruce, what do you think? I would stay with Batherson, too. I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't make the change. I have Raymond in one of my leagues, and he's been very frustrating <laughs> so far this season. <laughs> okay, there you go. Uh, this one's actually really interesting. I, I'm curious to see what you guys think here. So, this listener, this is from uh, Nick, I believe. He traded Pasternak, Debrinket, and Shabbat, as well as his seventh round pick next year in exchange for Darlene, uh, Timo Meyer, and a third round pick. So he moved up in the draft. He opened up a spot for McAvoy because McAvoy was coming back off IR. Uh, he's got Marner, Pavelski, and Fiala on his roster. So those guys can fill in um, starts for passing Debrinket. Plus, uh, he said all but Marner have multi position eligibility. He likes the trade for his own roster and for his, his league setup. Um, yeah. I, I mean, like Myers, Myers, a shots monster. That guy's got over five shots on goal per game right now. And generally a guy that you want to look at in hits leagues, bangers leagues as well. I'm just going to pull up his numbers here again, quick. Uh, 14 points in 17 games played. He's on pace for 68 points. Um, he's only shooting at 8.1%. His career average is 9.9, so you might see his goal totals come up a little bit. Uh, 35 hits in 17 games. So over two hits a game. Um, I mean, he's going to fill in some of what you lost there. I just, for me, though, it would be really tough to trade away Pasternak and Debrinket. Yeah, I think I, I get it because you want to open up a spot for McAvoy. Yeah. But if you just took that completely out i would never do that trade like the fact that you could add mcavoy into your lineup there's got to be somebody else that you could have dropped um to to make that happen passer out and to bring it like darlene is he's he's having a good year right yeah it's out of his mind i mean at some point that's not going to be the case then again like he is at that age for a defenseman who started super early to break out and maybe become that, I I just I don't know. I mean, Darlene's playing now the way that we all kind of the expectations were set for him coming in, right? We all thought he was going to be the next Eric Carlson or whoever, right? And that was kind of the expectation. Yeah. Um, or people were comparing him to Lidstrom. Like there was there's some pretty nuts comparisons out there. But anyway, it was just one of those things. And now he's playing at 100 point pace for 14 games. Um, but he's shooting at 12.3%, right? So, like, everything career, he's shooting is going in. 
Yeah, like he's yeah. four shots a game. His career average is two. Yeah. So he's doubling his shot output and he's doubling his shot rate. This is shooting percentage. Like it's just none of this is sustainable, right? That'd be my concern with Rasmus Dahlin. Um, I don't know. I mean, I it it sounds like it is also a keeper. So, I mean, Dahlin's what, 23, 24? I mean, that's probably good if you think that what he's doing this year is somewhere going to end up landing somewhere in between what he's done in the past and what he's doing this year. Yeah. And he's going to do it for a long time. But, I mean. He's 22. So, yeah, 22. So, I mean, for a keeper league. That, that's that's a big at, get. At 22, it is a big get. It's still Pastor Nat and Debrinket. Frustrating thing is Shabbat doesn't really put up points. He plays a shitload. Like, he was playing 30 minutes. He gets his I, cardio. But he gets it in there. He really <laughs> does. He really does. Yeah. Getting those minutes. Well, um, got to get those shifts, hey, Tyler. Got to get those shifts. Mm-hmm. But he's not really putting up points with all of those shifts. No, six points in 14 games. Like, Yeah. Um, I was going to mention about Darlene, too. He's still under 300 games played in his career. So under 300. Yeah, like I think kind of the, the breakout threshold for defensemen is like 400, isn't it? Something like like you don't really know what you have in a defenseman until he's played. Yeah, I thought, they, I thought it was 290, but somewhere. Maybe. maybe. So, yeah, it's maybe called 300 games. Like that's yeah. – um, so he's just kind of at that point. For him to only be 22 as well, it just feels like he's been in the league forever. Yeah. I think it's a reasonable trade based on what the rest of his team is. And he has McAvoy. I just, I would have a hard time making it. Uh, okay, so you and I are on the same page. Like, I just, I, I can't, yeah. I'd have to get a lot in return to, to offload past him to break it, in my opinion. But I, like I said to Nick, like, based on your league settings and, and what you're telling me about your roster and the fact you had to bring McAvoy back, that all makes sense. Like, it's all well thought out. I just, I struggle with that. Bruce, what do you think? Would you, are you making this trade or are you taking a pass? Kind of like you, I need. I need to know. I would need to know more about the league to really say, because, well, like Tyler said, Shabbat's not putting up a ton of points. Debrinket's kind of gone cold. He hasn't done a whole lot recently. Pasta's pasta. Dalene's on fire. Meyer, after a slow start, has, has really picked up. Yeah, it depends. Like he wants to bring McAvoy back, and then, obviously, the something in with the draft, right? That felt he needed to get so does that mean he has no draft picks in the first first two rounds from previous is he trying to rebuild like i don't yeah there's lots here like we can talk about it off air bruce because there's there's lots of details here but yeah i i really did give an honest answer i need to need to know a little more structure about that i it seems reasonable if he obviously that third round pick is something that he wanted and he was willing to give up what he did for it so yeah if that's the case i i can't i can't disagree with that i think ultimately in a keeper league if you can get dalene right now at 22 yeah yeah with how he's playing i mean he looks like a 60 point defenseman mhm or more in his sleep yeah so yeah. i mean what's that worth for the next 5 or 6 or 7 seasons well, and Buffalo's just getting like they're just starting to get better, right? So they're just getting going. Like that team will be better in two years from now. For 
prettier smell. Oh yeah, yeah. And like great jerseys. Be scary too. in a couple seasons. Great jerseys. I don't even mind the the white gloves. I don't even mind them. <laughs> Doesn't even offend you. Doesn't even offend me. Love it. <laughs> uh, you know what might offend you though, Tyler? Is this yeah. ad read about what to do? Oh God! See you guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. As a member of the Hockey Podcast Network, the Fantasy Hockey X Podcast is a proud partner of DraftKings. Hockey fans, it's finally time to hit the ice again. And thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. You're in for the season of a lifetime. New customers can bet $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets if they win. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with the same game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis and referral and counseling and referral services can be accessed by looking at the information in our show notes. Tyler, you can now enter back into the, the chat. There you go. Okay. Uh, let's move on to edge work. The segment where we put in the work to give you the edge in your fantasy hockey leagues, starting with the NHL schedule for week six. And really, guys, it's more of the same this week with light days alternating with action-packed nights. There's a total of 47 games on the schedule. And again, a total of four light days. That's 50% or fewer NHL teams in action with Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday being slow days. Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday are going to be busy again with 9, 13, and 15 games respectively. In terms of optimizing the schedule, Chicago and Los Angeles both play four games next week with three of those games taking place on light days for both clubs. Both teams have a fairly neutral schedule overall with a minus five rating for Chicago and a minus four rating for Los Angeles. Uh, St. Louis, Columbus, Florida, and Pittsburgh also all play four games coming up this week. According to Left Wing Lock's strength of schedule metric, the Detroit Red Wings have the most favorable schedule this week at minus 25. They take on Anaheim, San Jose, and Columbus all on the road. Arizona is the lone team to play just a single contest next week with a road matchup with the red-hot Vegas Golden Knights. The Yotes also have the most difficult schedule with a rating of plus 22. So probably best to just avoid or drop any fringe players on your roster from Arizona next week. Boston, Edmonton, the New York Rangers, Seattle, Vancouver, and Winnipeg all play just two games next week with the Rangers being the only team to play both games on the road. And just a quick recap, Monday, four games, Tuesday, nine, Wednesday, three, Thursday, 13, Friday, one game, Saturday, 15, and then Sunday, two. And moving on to waiver wire targets for week six. Starting with Ryan O'Reilly, and this is funny. He was pretty much right on cue, so I, I was looking at this. He was available, I think, in two of the three leagues that I play in. So I went and took a look at his numbers, and sure enough, he's just, everything's just down, right? He's shooting at 4.3%. His three-year average is 14.4%. Uh, his Tevish Bruce is at a career low 2.7%. Uh, so I, I basically just said, hey, if you can grab Ryan O'Reilly, he's probably a good buy-low opportunity right now. Uh, even his faceoff wins are down. He's at 49% and his three-year average is 57%. So he's been playing like dog shit. St. Louis has been playing like dog shit. Probably a good chance to go by him. Um, he's now up to four points and three goals in 13 games played. So right after that 
update I threw down, he he put up like three points in the two games that followed. So I I had a buddy call me and ask me about St. Louis because he had a couple guys that he was going to drop. Yeah. And O'Reilly in our league was sitting there. I picked him up. Yeah. They're so bad right now that if you can, just grab them because they are so bad. If if there's somebody else who's kind of like middle of the road, just drop him and pick somebody up because he was even asking about Kyra, like, what do I do? Do I drop him? Like, don't. Yeah. Don't. This is like historically bad. The entire yeah. team is historically bad. They're terrible right now. <laughs> yeah. Pick them up. And I'm glad that somebody did drop them in, in uh, one of our leagues. Well, that was me in, in ESPN, but I, I think I picked up Brandon Hagel, who's got like 16 points in 14 games right now. So, And he's playing on that top line with Kucherov and, and Braden Point. And for me, I would much rather have O'Reilly over the course of a season than Hagel for a couple weeks. T- totally that- fair. Yeah, but I've also got Ehlers and Tyler Bertuzzi on IR, so I got, I got to drop somebody eventually anyway, and it might be Brandon Angle, right? So. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, for for my team, I knew that I was going to make a trade for a goalie and lose a forward, so, so I added right. another one back. Yep. And I don't remember who I dropped, but I'm sure he sucked too. But <laughs> but O'Reilly, I think he averages somewhere between 50 and 70 points kind of on his yep. career yep. over a long history of a career. Um, I'm going to take that bet and just pick him up. The guy's a gamer, and from everything I've seen, he he's a slow starter too, most most years, right? So I would, yeah, I absolutely, go grab him. Um, he's going to get better this year. Next guy up here, Kyle Palmieri for the Islanders, 5% rostered. He's got three games on the schedule this week, minus 22 strength of schedule. He's playing on the third line with Pajot and Parise and on power play one. Uh, he started off slowly with just one assist in six games, but he's since posted seven points and five goals in his last nine. They've got a nice schedule this week. And then I just made notes here, his 15.6%-ish is well above his three-year average of 9.9%. So proceed with some caution there. That old team's been pretty slow at scoring. But better this year. I think they're they're kind of – they've bounced back a bit, hey? Yeah, I mean, compared to – Last like, year, like previous years, yeah, but 16 games on the road or whatever they had, but yeah, Barzell's look pretty good, actually. Bruce, I think our acquisition of him earlier in the season has, has been just fine. You're muted, Bruce, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Bruce could hear us at all. No, it's fine, <laughs> Bruce. I, I'm trying to show you, yeah, look, you're you're muted. Oh, Bruce. There you go. There you go. Hi, buddy. There he is. I had to turn my freaking mic off. You watched my freaking kids were coming in back and rustling around in a bunch of crap, so I had to turn my mic off, and I forgot to turn it back on. I I, I missed that. I must have been doing the ad read. (laughs) I was just saying Barzell, pretty good pickup for us off the wire uh, at the start of the season. Yes, he's been a good addition to the team. We have too many centers, team. Too many centers, Bruce. Can we trade him to my other fantasy team? Oh, man, if only, if only. <laughs> I don't think it works like that. No. No. All right, next guy up on the list here, Brandon Hagel. I just mentioned him a couple minutes ago, but left wing, right wing eligible, 43% rostered, three games on the schedule next week. Uh, I, the, the deployment is really just hard to ignore, playing with Kucherov in points, and then he's getting power play two time. Um, 11 points, five goals in his last nine games played. 
shot volume's not great at under two shots a game, and he's currently shooting at 19.2%. So there, there's some red flags there to consider. Uh, but you know what? He's on pace for 64 points and 29 goals right now. So we're, worth a short-term ad, I think. Like I said, I got some guys I got to drop anyway. But yeah, don't don't drop uh, you know don't don't drop Nick Ehlers for him or anything. But uh, or O'Reilly. Uh, you could probably drop O'Reilly. <laughs> it's just weird seeing Ryan O'Reilly on a waiver wire pickup. Super yeah, he, yeah, it was. Yeah. Well, and, and part of it too, Tyler. The reason, the reason I dropped him, besides having guys in IR, was I, I already have Braden Shen, and like I don't, I don't like doubling up on too many players from the same team, right? Especially a team like St. Louis is struggling right now. So I have a problem that I do that because right now I got three Dallas players. I I like the stack, <laughs> the old stack. It doesn't yeah, always but, work out though. Well, I'll take Robertson off your hands. Oh, for like, oh yeah, there you go. What that? Okay. Uh, next forward here, Owen Tippett, right winger in Philly, three percent roster. He's got he's getting top line minutes right now with Connecting and Hayes, and he's on power play one. They have a minus twenty three strength of schedule uh, rating for this upcoming week. Uh, he's got through eight games of the Flyers this season. He's put up five points and three goals, good enough for a fifty one point pace. Uh, nice deployments. One note I made here, 15.8 individual shooting percentage is up on his three-year average of just 8.7%. Um, so it may not be sustainable. I think he probably lands somewhere in the middle there because he didn't really get minutes so far to start his career. I think this is the first year yeah. he's actually getting some. Yeah. Yeah, so I like Tippett as a short-term ad. I mean, give him a shot this week. They got a pretty nice schedule. Uh, Kirby Doc. Does anybody hear up Kirby Doc? I've been one league. I dropped him. I think Bruce picked him up. No, I was uh I didn't have the waiver eligibility. I was person one one or two higher than me that got him. I think Shandell has him actually in our Yes, she in our FHHL league, but ESPN, I don't remember who has him. Yeah. I watched the uh the Montreal who did Montreal play on Saturday? Uh shit. I was I was actually watching part of that game too. Yeah. And, Oh my God! It's like I wish I would have watched him play a week ago. Holy crap! Those yeah. him Suzuki and Caulfield. Oh my! They're, it, it's, it's just incredible to watch those three. It's too bad too because they're like they're not supposed to finish <laughs> in the middle of the road. They're supposed to be at the bottom. Yeah, that that was yeah. the plan, and they're gonna do the old the old tenth place thing. Yeah, where you're stuck in the middle. And, yeah, well, and Jake Allen's middle. playing well for them too. So that. Doesn't Actually, help the Bedard thing either. So, I was gonna. We'll talk about this when we get to. Well, I might as well talk about it now. I guess like, Allen's kind of fallen off a bit here recently, and now it's been Montembeau. It's actually been better for them. Um, hope his numbers here. Montembeau, so far three one and one record. He's got a two thirty eight goals against average and a nine thirty save percentage. It's nice. Pretty nice. Thirty six percent net share though, so he's, he's a clear backup to Jake Allen. I just at some point, do you start giving Montembeau some additional games because Jake Allen started off really hot, but he's he's kind of cooled off. Like I just don't know how many games you can give that guy. He played well on Saturday for him. The beginning of the game wasn't that great, but the last two periods he was lights out. Yeah, what did he do here? Let's look at Saturday's game. He had a 393 goals against and an 833 save percentage. That's not that good. That's not that Jack, good. That's Jack Campbell numbers. Uh, yeah, that's that was that was. Good. It was Pittsburgh. That's who it was. 
But okay. in that that was like in that specific game, like it was kind of up and down, and everybody was scoring. So because yeah. I think it finished like five four. As soon well, as Montreal scored, Pittsburgh came back, or Pittsburgh scored, Montreal came back. Yeah, it's kind of it a was wide wild. Open. Game was wild. Yeah. Oh, you know who scored in that game, Tyler? Your buddy Jeff Petrie. Yeah, whatever. He looks pretty good in <laughs> Pittsburgh right now. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Uh, okay, I got a track here. Uh, but Kirby Doc, so third overall pick for Chicago a couple years ago. Odd well, move that they traded him to, to the Canadians, but 12 points and four goals in 14 games played. Like you said, Bruce, he's looked absolutely unreal. Unreal. Uh, that that top line, they've outshot their opponents 41-34 and outscored the opposition 8-3 to at even strength so far this season. And that may have yeah, been they... before, before Saturday night. <laughs> They're fun to watch. Yeah. They sure are. Uh, he's on pace for a career best 24 goals and 70 points. Just some notes, some words of caution here. 16.7-ish. Nice-ish. And uh, 11.7 Tevish. It's iffy. Yeah, so, I mean, there's <laughs> we, there's some regression coming for him, but he's if he maintains that deployment on the top line and top power play, just roll it. For sure. Burkowski? Any Burkowski fans here? Not really? Not really. 46% rostered. He's, he's left-wing, right-wing eligible, which is great. Uh, he's playing in the top line and top power play unit. He posted a career-high 61 points and 22 goals last season in Colorado. Through 14 games this year, he is on pace for 76 points and 24 goals. Uh, career-best 2.8 shots on goal per game. And he's got a career-low-ish, Bruce, at 10.3%. Ooh. And his Tevish at 7.2%. So I think there's actually... Maybe some more, some more juice, some more offensive juice there from Burakovsky or so. Maybe. Uh, how how surprising have the Kraken been this year? Very. Yeah, I don't know if it's. I think, I think uh, Vegas has been more surprising than than Seattle. I think. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Look at Thompson. Look what's Brassois got healthy and then promptly got put on waivers. So we know. Yeah. I I don't know. Like at some point, the goaltending has to give there. You would think, but I don't know. What are they? Twelve and two. I'm just looking at the standings here. Um, so Seattle's eight five and two. Vegas is thirteen and three. Yeah. So. Like they're they're insane right now, but I mean, lots. This is kind of more of what we expected from Vegas the last two years. Like everybody, especially when when Eichel came over, but. He wasn't fully healthy. I think, no, I don't think, like I personally wasn't expecting with no goaltending with two AHL goalies. But Thompson, though, was good last year. Like in, in a limited sample size, he was he was good. He was the only reason why they were even close to making a playoff spot last year was Thompson because the rest yeah. of the team was playing like trash. Like Brissois, yes, I agree. He's an AHL. Like, he's a fringe starter or a fringe NHL goaltender, right? Like he's kind of... Yeah. He can fill in some gaps for you, but um, Aiden Hills looked good. Yeah. Surprisingly. Uh, what's really sad right now? What's that, Bruce? He had a rough outing on Saturday because they got beat by St. Louis. Yeah, not many people, not many teams have been beat <laughs> by St. Louis lately. Uh, whoops. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, so Burkowski, I like him as a, as a waiver ad. Just two games on the schedule this week, so... Uh, 
maybe not the ideal time to add him, but if he's still available, go give him a shot. Uh, Lawson Kraus, 11% rostered, just one game on the schedule. So again, like I mentioned, probably not the ideal time to grab Arizona players, but uh, he's been pretty good for them. Talked about Nick Ritchie a few weeks ago as a potential waiver ad. ads. Um, so Lawson Kraus, similar to Ritchie, big guy, first round pedigree, and he's making an impact, scoring on the second power play unit, four goals, over three hits per game. So if you're in bangers leagues, Kraus can make a difference there too. Uh, and then on to D-men here. So Philip Philip Ronick actually, and I, he scored a goal and an assist last night. I don't think that's been updated in my notes here, but 30% rostered. They got three games on the schedule this week. He's playing on the second line and second power play unit. However, I think last night he played, oh man, it was like 509. Here I had my notes. So on Saturday, he played 2735 total time on ice. And 509 power play time on ice. So 81.5% power play share. And meanwhile, uh-huh. Moritz Sider played just 22.30 time on ice and a minute 11 on the power play, 18.7% power play share. So, How do you feel about that, Devin? Well, I'm just I'm just saying if that trend continues, maybe go grab yourself Philip Ronick and reap the benefits. I don't think it'll continue, but I think before Sider showed up, I think Ronick was the – the guy that everybody should have had because I think yep. he was working his way to taking a step to doing that. But yep. I, I'm not, cider, I'm so. not saying drop cider by any means. I'm just saying if, if Philip Ronick's available and you're looking for a fifth defenseman or a sixth defenseman on your roster, yeah, go grab him and see what happens. Cause I mean, I'm going to pull up cider's numbers here too, because I don't think he's having the best season so far. He's got five assists, zero goals in 15 games. Uh, Shot volume is down at 1.8 shots on goal per game. He's on pace for 27 points. 55% power play share on the season, so 326. His power play time is actually up from last year uh, in terms of total time, but it's also down as a percentage. And if I look at his game log here, so I don't know, maybe something happened to him. Maybe he, maybe he had to go take a shit. I don't know, but 18.7% power play share. Uh, <laughs> something was up with him last night. Prior to that, he was playing power play one. So I, I don't know. Um, just something to monitor anyway, I guess is what I was saying. Uh, Alec Martinez, I've got him in here pretty much solely for blocks. If your league counts blocks, he leads all defensemen, I think with 61 or 62 blocks right now. Four, four, almost four and a half blocks per game. Do you, wow. do you remember when he was ranked like 15th on ESPN? <laughs> Yeah. Was that last year? Was that last year? I think your brother yeah. auto drafted him too in like the Somebody did, yeah. Too. Yeah. And we knew it was it might have happen. been Taylor actually, but I thought it might have been that Larry crazy NHL guy that Oh yeah. Might have been him might, too. Might have been him too, but it doesn't matter. He was ranked way too high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that didn't work out so well. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah, eighteen percent rostered, three games on the schedule this week, a minus twenty strength of schedule. He's playing on the top pairing with Alex Petrangelo. So he's getting exposure to Eichel and and uh Chandler Stevenson and, and Stone. So like you know, any offense he gets is kind of a bonus, but at least he's being exposed to the right players. And just quickly, the importance of blocks, like Bruce, you and I are talking last week. I played Jordan yeah. in our uh Yahoo League. Mm-hmm. I got four blocks heading into the third period from John Klingberg. And I, do, you, do, you remember, do you remember I said to you, I was like, I think I need one more block and I win this matchup this week. Yeah. Yeah. I got one more block from John Klingberg and I won the matchup. 
and Jordan, I know you're listening. Sorry, buddy. You were pissed. But um, so, you know, if you're looking for guys to contribute in categories, Alec Martinez could potentially win you a week. And if it didn't cost you anything to grab him, it makes sense to me. So, uh, Ryan Graves, 13% rostered, three games on the schedule for next week, minus 19 strength of schedule, playing the second pairing with uh, Marino. The Devils are cruising right now. Mm-hmm. Do you guys know, where are they sitting? Like, they've won. Stupid number of games so far. I think they've. I think they're twelve and three or something like that. Twelve and three. Yeah, yeah. they're first in the metro. You should have put a little sprinkle on that, that Tyler, in, nice. in the preseason. But nice. I don't think it's going to last, but I, I like. I think they're on their way. I just don't think that they're going to finish with that kind of win loss differential, but. And I don't think they're going to win in the playoffs. They're way too small, which is yeah, not really a question right now, but I just don't think they're going to. They are fast. They're a fast team. They're fun to watch, yep. which is a huge change from what I think the, everybody thinks of the Devils. The, the 2000 Devils with Marty Berger and yeah. Lamorello and, yeah, just like trap hockey. Yeah. Yeah. Them in Minnesota. Minnesota was the most boring team for like their entire existence until the last two seasons. Yeah. yeah. I remember having tickets like to an Oilers Minnesota game. <laughs> you couldn't like hand them to somebody and give them a hundred dollars and say, go. Everybody, no. Nope. 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 I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Well, cause Minnesota owned Edmonton for years. They did. Yeah. Like, it was, whatever yeah. he wanted and nobody did anything else. And it was terribly boring to watch. Like, yep. The other sucked and it was terribly boring to watch. So yeah. Uh, okay, uh, Bruce, I, you're falling asleep over there. I just noticed we're over an hour already. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Jake Bean is my next guy here for defenseman. Three percent rostered. Four games on the schedule next week. A plus seven strength of schedule. Um, so Wrenski's out for the remainder of the season. Uh, yep. Bean looks to get the top power play unit. For now, anyway, um, second pairing, probably exposure to the top six in Columbus. Uh, like I said, two two assists on Saturday in his first full game with Wierenski out of the lineup. Played 335 power for the time of night. So, uh, again, if you're looking for some depth on D, give him a look. And then Jake Sanderson, same situation. So, Thomas Shabbat took a pretty hard hit from Flyers forward Travis Konechny during Saturday's matinee matchup. Got crushed. Uh, you got crushed. Yeah. yeah. So they're saying at least a week. Yeah. Potential to be much longer. Um, Sanderson took over power play t- duties. He played two twenty two power play time on ice. Uh, so I would say grab him. He's got six points in his last ten games played. Could be a nice add there for somebody. And then moving on to goaltenders, you got Auntie Rata. We know Anderson is not. He's on IR right now, Bruce. Right, but I mean. Doesn't sound like it's gonna be super long term. Regardless, Ranch has always been serviceable when Anderson's been out of the lineup. Uh, they've got three games this week. Stuart Skinner, we've shown him lots of love on this show already. So, uh, but forty percent rostered, two games on the schedule. I, I, okay, so the others, I, I think they're in some trouble here. They got Kane out three to four months. Yamamoto went back to Edmonton for evaluation. Jack Campbell, I said he's doing his best impression of an NHL goaltender. Um, PK is just brutal this year. 28th at 70.8%. Possession numbers are bad. Um, basically, they're relying on McDavid, Dreisaitl, New, Chime, and Skinner 
Skinner's been fantastic. He's got a 928 save percentage overall, 5.34 goals saved above expected. So grab him if you need a goaltender. Then we talked about Wanta Bo, so that will do it for waiver wire pickups this week. Bruce, let's go on to weekly rankings powered by left wing lock. And Tyler, I don't think you've actually been present for one of these yet. Um, this is our, this our is new, new. This is new. This is still part of edge work, but this is actually a really fun segment that we're doing. So we do have rankings now um, available at fantasyhockeyhacks.com. And these are powered by our buddy Mike over at Left Wing Lock. So we go through rankings, risers, fallers, and new to the list. So rankings risers starting with Connor Hellebuck. He's up 29 spots in our rankings this week to number 22. Uh, and these are all written by Mike. So I love reading these off because they're just they're entertaining. So the Winnipeg Netminder has seven wins and 11 starts and a 0.935 save percentage, while his even strike save percentage of 945 will cool off. He's getting enough goal support in front of him to keep winning games. With an ADP of 76.5 this summer, Hellebuck is looking like a steal. I would agree. And I was yeah, shouting that this summer too. Yeah, he's having a good year. Yeah. Uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois is up 15 spots this week to number 31. He's on pace for 130 hits and 450 face-off wins. Dubois is a multi-category producer who has 12 points in 13 games. Uh, his shooting percentage is high at 18%. His career shooting percentage is 13%. He's generating shots at high enough volume, three shots per game, to a standard regression in his shooting accuracy. The Jets center has six points in his last four games, including goals in each of those two games, uh, or each of those games. And then Jack Hughes, of course, we're talking about the Devils here. So he's up 22 spots to number 67 in our rankings. Hughes has exploded for 4.2 shots per game so far this season, which has translated to a point-per-game pace for the Devils center. He still uh, stinks at face-offs, <laughs> but you can't complain about 3.6 minutes of power play time per game. Okay, and then we'll move on to rankings. Fallers, Thatcher, Demko. This is ugly. He's been super, super bad this year. He sucked. Uh, he's down 17 spots, number 96 in our rankings. He has just one win in 10 starts this season. To date, he is probably the most serious disaster among goalies for fantasy hockey managers who selected him in the draft. A save percentage of 874 is not doing him any favors. The Canucks being a bottom 10 Puck possession team is also not helping his cause, but managers should take some comfort in the fact that Demko's poor start has been influenced by bad luck. His PK save percentage is six six seven. That is insane. I don't think I've ever I haven't seen that in the last two years. Uh, it's tied for the worst value in the league with Carolina's Frederick Anderson. PK save percentage makes up fifty percent of a goalie's overall save percentage. In Demko's case, that unlucky PK save percentage is dropping his overall save percentage by twenty four points. Oh Demko will be sitting at a 900 save percentage with league average PK save percentage instead of 876. So there you go. Big difference. That's somebody that I would target. If uh, you, yeah. If you had somebody kind of on the opposite end and you wanted to add a goalie, yeah. that's where I would go. I, I guarantee you someone out there is just, they're, they're ready to drop them. And you could probably go in there and, and do it for not much. Let me have a look. You take a look. You let me know in our ESPN league who I should be talking to. All right. Okay, maybe I'll maybe I'll sell high on Martin Jones. We lost in overtime tonight. Nobody wants him. Come on, just you. Everybody wants Carter Hart. Bruce, we're gonna talk about that off air. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Drew Doughty down thirty-two spots this week to number one nineteen in our rankings. With just eight points in seventeen games, Doughty is on pace for just thirty-nine points. That would match his worst point production outside of his rookie season. His shooting percentage and IPP are low at 3.1% and 29% respectively. 
but for a shot production of just 1.9 shots per game is concerning. A little swing of luck would help him out here a bit, but the anemic shooting, despite nearly four minutes of power play time, is likely going to keep Doughty from reaching his original projections. Yeah, he's got to pick his shit up. Mark Stone, down 39 spots, which is interesting considering how well Vegas has been doing, but down 39 spots, number 137. The Golden Knights winger is having a reasonable season so far, but is on pace for just 61 points, which is inching toward career-low territory. There are a couple of issues at play here. One, Stone's shooting percentage is sitting at 10%, down from his three-year and career values. And two, Stone has just two power play points. The latter issue is related to the fact that the Vegas Golden Knights rank 27th in the league in drawing power play opportunities. Because of this, Stone falls outside of the top 150 players in average power play time per game so far this season for all players with at least 10 games played. Power play production in fantasy hockey is extremely important because it's a category that can rarely be replaced using the waiver wire. It's also slow as hell. That's you. <laughs> Cement That's you. Boots. And super injury prone. Yep. Uh, new to the list this week, Charlie McAvoy. We just talked about him earlier. McAvoy, who was originally projected to be out until the end of November, surprised fantasy managers with an early return this past week. Excuse me. His ADP this summer was 135.8, and he missed just 13 games. Yeah, that's a real bargain for McAvoy for sure. Mm-hmm. Managers who took on the risk of drafting him will be rewarded, and he debuts on this week's list at number 95 overall. One thing to watch here, McAvoy has not been on the top power play unit in his first two games back from injury. The Bruins have been running a five-forward unit. Note, the statement is true going into Sunday, but could change today. So I, I didn't actually look to see if he got much power play time today, if any. But let's take a look. And he did see 340 on the power play today against Vancouver. So there you go. There you go. Okay, and then just our last note here before Bruce does actually fall asleep. Uh, Clunk. Hacks Holiday. So helping us celebrate our 100 episodes uh, we are running this contest. We, we just appreciate all the fan support. We've had listener support, partners, guests. Um, we're going to send one listener and a guest on a Hacks holiday to Las Vegas next February. Thank you to our partners, Lucky Bastard Distillers and Left Wing Lock for their support in making this contest possible. Winners will receive two tickets to a Vegas Golden Knights home game against the Tampa Bay Lightning Saturday, February 18th. Two round trip tickets to Vegas, three nights accommodations at a hotel near T-Mobile Arena and a free one-year subscription to the Left Wing Lock iPhone app. Uh, make sure you go to the contest page, fantasyhockeyhacks.com slash hacksholiday, and follow the directions to enter the contest. The hack the code number for this episode is 9, and you'll see all the details on the contest page, so go check it out. And that does it for this week, guys. So, Tyler, it was, it was good to see you, buddy. Um, always appreciate your insights. Bruce, love the notes, as always. Uh, I actually did them on the right note sheet this week. I love it. I love it. And for our listeners, if you want more content from us, go check us out on Twitter. That is where we're most active, at FHHacks. We're also on Instagram, Fantasy Hockey Hacks. And like I said, website, fantasyhockeyhacks.com. If you want to submit questions for Ask the Hacks, fantasyhockeyhacks at gmail.com. We'll see you boys next week. Good night. See you guys. Take care. Take care.